0: discussing the journey of the Chacham from the place of Chachma where he began. He began really as not such a terrible person. I'm not such a person who was caught up in his own Chachma. He was born in a nice nice little house or a big house and was born in a similar situation as the, as the Tam. But slowly what we've seen over the past few weeks is the Chacham and the Tam, their paths start to diverge and they end up in very, very different places. And it really begins with the Chacham, his first travel when he travels to Warsaw. And he travels with these other people. He goes ahead on the wagon and he travels with them on the wagon, giving them, being misharis for them, you know, servicing them on the wagon in order to be able to get the free ride from his little village. We don't know the name of the village, but from his little village to Warsaw. He heads to Warsaw and as we spoke about last time, as soon as he gets to Warsaw, right away he decides to leave these people because what he sees in the street is not much more enticing than whatever they had. Because as we said last time, when he was in his little village, they looked like the greatest thing he had ever seen. These people, these these bale Malachtan, these people with the big carriage and the wagon, they looked impressive. So he wanted to be with them. And then as soon as he got to Warsaw, he saw the people with the custom-made suits. He saw the people with the fancy shoes and fancy hats. And therefore he said, why do I need to be with these people? I prefer to go ahead and get a brand new job. I prefer to work for people that will allow me to rise higher in my place of coven and my, my ashiras and money that will allow me to become a greater, more impressive person because, again, this is the only thing the Chacham wants, is to be impressive, to be able to, that people will be impressed by him, people will turn their heads when he walks by. That's really his only real enjoyment out of life and we'll see, it's gonna make him very, very miserable because if a person's self-worth is 100% based on the outside world, and a person becomes very miserable very, very quickly, and that's what's gonna happen. It already happened, already in the first stage, when he wants to leave his village, he's already not happy with what he has, he has a big house, he has the opportunity to be able to work and to make money and to be able to spend time in the little village that he came from comes from right away he's not happy with that gets to Warsaw and that should be the pinnacle that should be the peak of where he wants to get to he's finally the big city finally reached the uh, the big city the big town the big place that he wanted to get to his whole life nevertheless he's not happy he sees these people with the fancy clothing he decides he wants to be like them as we said last time without recognizing that. It took them a lot of time to get to where they are. Nobody begins, at the, nobody begins all the way at the top. You have to begin at the bottom and work your way up. And that's really what's going to be his challenge right now that we're going to talk about this week is that he begins at the bottom and has to work his way up. And for somebody who, who is just looking for COVID, he doesn't have the patience and the capability <laughs> to be able to work his way up the corporate ladder because that takes time, that takes energy, that takes patience, that takes the ability to be able to be subservient to other people. If you wanna work your way up, so you're gonna start off as the guy who's getting the the coffee and then you're gonna get a little bit greater, a little bit greater, a little bit greater, and slowly work your way up and slowly become the manager and eventually you can open your own company. But he, he doesn't have patience for that because all the steps before he gets to owning the company are all, they're all not important by him because his goal is only to be the most impressive person. So as soon as he has to work for other people, as soon as he has to be under the, under the uh, shlita, under the rule of other people, right away he becomes miserable because that means that somebody's more chashem than me. That means that somebody's more impressive than me. And that's the thing that really destroys him is that there may be somebody Who's greater than me? There may be somebody who's richer than me. There may be somebody who's in a better state of mind than me, and therefore that's constantly the struggle and the challenge of the chacham. And therefore, as we mentioned last time, he drops the people that he came with from his village to Warsaw. He drops them. He says, "I don't want to work with you. I don't want to work with you anymore." Even though they seem to be good people, nice, honest people, but he says, "I don't want that. I want to go all the way to the top." And therefore, he leaves and heads straight to the top. That's that's really what we we're up to last week. We're up to a halach for yeah, so right now, what the, what the Chacham is trying to do is he's trying to get the custom suit. That's what he's trying to do. He wants a custom suit, he wants fancy shoes, and he wants a fancy hat. Because those are the people that he saw that impressed him in the shuk. He wants to be exactly like them. And he realizes that I have to copy whatever whatever line of work they were in, which they happen to be involved in making clothing. And therefore, this is where he's going. He's going to the clothing shop. He's going to the place of the factory, whatever the... the the tailor, the custom-made suit shop, in order to be able to work for them because he realizes that those are the people that dress the most impressive and look the most impressive when they walk through town. So he dropped his first boss and now he's headed to the second boss. So he stands up and he goes, but the problem is like this. The problem is that you can't get to the top right away. The people that he saw walking down the street were people that had spent a tremendous amount of time working their way up the corporate ladder till they got to where they got to. So he sees a guy in nursing homes and says, I wanna be that guy. Yeah, you don't begin at the top. You begin all the way at the bottom. You begin not even, not even, as, a, not even as a, what's it called? Not even as a- administrative you get way way under a systematic way way under all that you begin all the way at the beginning all the way at the bottom and then you work so he sees the guy in the nursing homes like I want to be that guy yeah, okay but there's a process it does you can't just get to the top right away so so he comes and says I want to be those guys first you get very very little first the wages are very minimal you're probably not even getting any wages probably at the beginning he's starting off he's being in a he's being a uh What's it called? He's, he's working for them, he's an intern, he's working in a way that he's not getting any paid, he's an unpaid intern, and he's working with very, very minimal pay. Not only are you not making a lot of money, but the work is not either that re- very respectable. right? at right, the beginning of Mysa test, the ninth Misa. But the work that he's doing is not very respectable. It's not something which is very enjoyable. And then eventually, you get to the place where you'll be the Mishar Sema So here this Chacham walks in and his ego is through the roof already at this point because he already came to Warsaw and already people started respecting him. And he thinks that he's going to get all the way to the top. So his ego is right away through the roof. And what happens? He walks into the nursing home. He walks into the store and they tell him, okay, go Go start schlepping things. Take the boxes from the warehouse and bring them to the front and start stocking the shelves. And he says, me? Do you know what they thought about me in my town? Do you know that I was the smartest person in my town? Do you know that I only left my town because I was too smart for everybody in the town? I'm going to stock, I'm going to stock the shelves. I'm going to be schlepping boxes. I'm going to be getting you your coffee. He doesn't want to do that. But They're sending him to schlep baggages back and forth. They're standing there with the, with the pa- packages on his shoulders. He has these big, you know, um, big big uh, things of material that are on his, that are on his shoulder and he's carrying them from place to place. Right, The way it used to be is they had, you know you go to a custom suit place and they have these big, huge things. I think so these big, oh, huge things, rolls of, rolls of fabric. So he'd be walking around, him and another guy would be walking with this massive roll of fabric from one store to the other store. He's walking through town and what he thought he was gonna be was the top guy. He thought he was gonna get all the way to the top. He thought he was gonna be the guy who was walking with the whole team around him. He's gonna be the guy who has the nicest suit but it doesn't start over there. It starts all the way at the bottom. And now he finds himself walking through the town schlepping, uh, schlepping a, a roll of fabric from place to place. But you c- covered all of covered <laughs> Kazoo. It was very, very difficult for him to do this. Not just because it was physically difficult, because this is destroying him. Because his only real joy in life is when other people respect him. And if he now has to start at the bottom of the rung, if he has to start at the bottom rung of the, of the corporate ladder, if he has to start in a way that he's not going to have the nicest car right away, and he's going to have to work, and he's going to have to shvitz, and he's going to have to do things which are not so chashem, and don't get him so much money, then he's miserable. This avoid was very, very difficult for him. Also because as we mentioned, he was doing well with the previous bosses that he had. He was doing good. He, he was moving his way up already. And now he has to go all the way back to the beginning and start all over again. And what caused him to do this? Just the fact that he saw somebody in a nicer suit than him. The fact that he saw somebody who looked like he was making more money than him, he dropped his previous boss on whatever, whatever rank he had risen to. In that previous job, he dropped all of it and he started all over again. And he has to go through the difficulty of starting from the bottom, and working his way up in a brand new industry that he's never been involved in because he wants to become the the wealthiest, best dressed person in the town of Warsaw. Sometimes he had to schlep up to attics, bringing bringing these material, these rolls of fabric, up to attics. It was very difficult. So he starts to think to himself, he starts to think to himself, what do I need all this for? What do I need to be involved in working my way up the corporate ladder to be patient, to be working slowly, recognizing that I have to do things that may look a little bit demeaning and may not be that but money and may not get that much money. What do I have to do this for? The Iker is not for this. What's the real purpose? The main point is the tachlus. What's the tachlus? To marry a woman and to be able to make a parnasa. Right, we'll talk about that in a second, why he thinks that that is a tachlis and is that or is that not the tachlis. But that's what he says. That's the real tachlis. He says, wait a second. What's the goal? The goal of having a job is in order to make money. The goal of making money is in order to be able to provide for my family. But I don't want to do that. I'm not holding it the place where I'm ready to settle down, to get married, to take care of my wife and kids and to buy a house. That, that means now I'm locked in to a certain place and I'm locked into a certain level of of wealth that I can get to a certain level of covet of respect that I can get from other people what do I need this he says I don't want to I don't want to already settle down because settling down means that I'm putting I'm settling myself into a certain place into a certain mold and that the max I'm going to get to is a certain place so if I marry a woman that's the you know that's it that I've reached the max in terms of what I'm going to find in a wife if I find a job even if I get to the top that's the max I can get to if I stay in Warsaw the max I can get to is being the best person in Warsaw I don't want to do that he says, he says I'd, rather, I'd rather What I want to do, I want to travel the world. I want to be able to satiate my eyes by looking around the world. Which means he has the opportunity right now. Again, he's working his way up. But as soon as he starts to work his way up, right away, the doubt, the, the, in the back of his mind, starts to eat away at him, and starts to say, "Yeah, but ulai, like he said in the first stop, ulai yeshmakam Maybe there's a better place. Maybe you're going to get something better. So you're going to settle right now and settle down and buy a house and get married and be able to provide for your family. But but what about what about all the other opportunities that may be waiting for you?" In other places, in other countries, in other cities, with other women, with other jobs, with other opportunities that you may have, what's going to be with all them? So he says, I don't want to settle down. I don't want to be able to sit and be able to become comfortable where I am. I want to be able to travel the world for the sake of satiating my eyes. Right, fascinating says, I want to make sure that my eyes can see everywhere. And again, this is, the Gemara says, that Shemshin ended up falling to the place that he fell to because his eyes, his eyes led him astray. Says, this is what the Chacham does. Chacham says, Chacham ain't of which that's the Lashon Chazal used as a love of the Chacham, that the Chacham has his eyes in his head, which means he's thinking ahead. This is a Chacham whose eyes are in his head in a way which is terrible. His eyes are roaming around constantly, and even in the place that he's in, where things are starting to go well. He's starting to make money, but he says, I don't want this. I don't, because this means that now I'm locked into one job, I'm locked into one career, into one city, into one wife, into one place. I don't want that. I'd rather travel the world, run around the world, seeing different places, so that I can see what other opportunities there may be, and this is gonna be the beginning of his continuous journey where he's gonna go from Warsaw, he's gonna to go to Spain, he's gonna to go to Italy, he's gonna continue on his journey to many, many places and switch careers constantly because every career that he ever finds may not be the career because there may be something better than that. Again, that Suffolk of a Amalek that we spoke about last time that everything that he does is, yeah, but maybe, right? People get married and they say, okay, yeah, but maybe, I talk to people all the time, you know, they get married six months in, yeah, but maybe, right? Maybe, that's, that's Suffolk. But yeah, maybe I should have not done it. Maybe I, maybe I should have, I don't know if I told this to my caller when I was dating her, maybe she didn't realize this and had she realized this. She would have, And maybe and maybe I bought this house, but maybe if I would have waited another six months, the market would have switched. Maybe the mortgage rates would have dropped a little bit and I could have gotten another 2% down on my mortgage rate. And maybe if I would have waited, I could have gotten a better neighborhood. Maybe if I would have waited, I could have think moved things over there. That maybe, that Suff is going to be constantly destroying any yishvadas that he has, any peace, any simcha, any enjoyment out of life that the Chacham will ever have, is always going to be this lack of enjoyment, this lack of peace, this lack of ability to be able to be settled, to be able to say that I want to be able to get to the tachlis. Tachlis is to marry a woman, to settle down, to buy a house, and the the goal of my parnasa is to provide for my family. That's what's going to be able to take away any yishvadas that he's ever going to be able to have. And again, he's going to continue the journey we'll talk about in a minute. He's going to continue the journey, the first thing he obviously does at the beginning of his journey, is going to do the same thing he did the previous two times. He's going to go to the Shuk. He always, heads, he always heads to the Shuk because he's an outside kind of person. He's Asav, who's Ish Sada. He's a person who lives in the outside. The Shuk is the outdoor market. But before he does that, let's just focus maybe on just what happened so far in the story. First of all, that it, just to see what took place in the story? Rab Nachman goes. Rabbi Nachman goes ahead in the story and talks a little bit by about what was necessary for the Chacham to do in order to be able to rise the rise to the, to the level that he wanted to get to in the job that he that he wanted to. He says first of all he had to take he had to schlep rolls of fabric, but he, he does it very very by He has to do he had to do them. And it was heavy, and sometimes he had to go to he had to go to attics. He had to walk all the way up. He's very very myrich at exactly what was necessary. For this guy to do to rise to the to the level that he wanted to get to in wealth within the industry that he was in, and the mafreshim point out that the reason why Nachman's doing this is Nachman's trying to show us how silly sometimes we are when we're trying to rise on the rise on the ladder of the rise in the corporate ladder that we don't realize that sometimes we put in so much effort and so much work and so much time all to just get a few more dollars. Right? We mentioned many times people take people take jobs and they take jobs which the amount of effort and work and, and difficulty, both physical and emotional, and the, a lack of time that they're able to be with their wives and children, and the lack of time that they're able to learn, and have yeshiva das and do the things that they really enjoy, even the hobbies they enjoy, ends up becoming that much more diminished because of what they want to do is make a few more dollars. Aram Nachman's coming along and explaining to us that this is the reality of the world, that a person can look at the world, and a person can look at the job, and a person can just stop and think. Like we mentioned, I think, earlier this week, a person can just stop and think about the silliness of the corporate world and of what people are doing, not just you know in, in any job that a person can be involved in, how much labor goes into the potential possibility to maybe make a few dollars? How many hours a person will spend on a phone to maybe make a deal? How many hours a person will spend traveling to maybe make a few more dollars? All of that is the is the chase that a person has, where a person's running after wealth. Right? Somebody asked me today. He said, "Is it okay to you know to run after money, to run after wealth?" He said he heard. That you know, heard a certain speech recently that it said it's okay, you know, but, you know from from person. It's okay to run after wealth. I said there's no running after wealth. Is not is not a kosher thing to do. Which means it, there's nothing wrong with desiring to be able to make money, to be able to utilize money in a healthy way. That's fine. Running, chasing wealth. Is something that a yid doesn't do. You don't chase wealth. Chase wealth means that you're doing things. Chasing means that you're running in a way that's not not the regular. That you're running. You're not walking. You're chasing something that, that's elusive. You're chasing something that's really beyond you. That a yid doesn't do. And that's what this this, this chacham is doing. Mamas, he's How do running. That? Huh? How do you gauge what's? What I'm saying the you know, people in certain industries are. They're just in a position where they're going to be pros at profit much more, also including the same amount of work. You to stop to the shelves. They don't right. have exert right. so much effort. They're on the computer. They're good day trading. They're figuring out where to find Yeah, so, that's, so they're not chasing, which means chase, chasing means how much effort are you exerting into trying to make a few more dollars? So it's an effort. Feshmer. Right. It's, it's an effort. It's a time. It's a yeshiva das. It's all of these things where what, what What is the downside in the job that I'm in and how much upside is there in the amount of money that I'm making, right? So I can make an extra $10,000 a year, but that's going to cost me, you know, the, the inability to be able to be home for supper every night. Okay, is, is that worth it? $10,000 a year for the lack of it's supper every night with my wife and kids? Ruby Schroen and his, you know, if it was deal one to deal 50, he worked at hard and then he only, his workload only got lower from them, but his wealth got higher because... Yeah. Like crucial, yeah. Right? Like yeah. Exo-based. Yeah. But again, but again, I don't want to talk about specific people. But yeah, you have to. Yeah. But you have to be. Yeah, this is this is the goal. We're yeah, what. So sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you? Which means what? What's the chacham? What is he chasing? Which means again, there are people of bali Tzedakah We're not. Is the difference between somebody chasing something and, and and somebody okay? This is the job. This is the this is the talent that Hashem gave me. I want to work and I want to work hard. But a person to be machshav tov, machshav tzedaka, and do all things you need to do. There's nothing wrong with working hard. A person has to work hard. Am Nachman said, like we mentioned last time, but he wanted all of us to have a real maimed or He wanted them to have a real job in a real industry to be able to work and to be able to work proper properly. But the chacham is not doing that. Chacham is just chasing. Everything he's doing is chasing, which means even when he's working his way up, it's always chasing and. The biggest, like, I think the litmus test to figure out is how much effort am I putting into something that's only a maybe a suffolk, which means obviously a person, that's the the, the the reality of working is that not everything's a vada, not, not all the effort they're gonna put in is gonna be a for sure success. But a person has to think how much effort am I exerting into something which is only a maybe and how, much money, and how much money is that maybe? We start to think about it in those terms and figure out, okay, what are, the, what are the losses and what are the gains? What am I giving up in order to potentially make a gain? And how big is that gain gonna be? And how much is that gonna enhance my life versus the loss of the running, the chasing that I'm doing? So we start to think twice about the things that we do. says the following. Right. says, He says, be, Be <smelling> <leurs fif> <inaudible> <inaudible)> the the pev kadash avoida gadolash bagadolish va avoida sasham kala yoser lasos me isekinach matrikhan isba besvil parnasa ve iske olamaze nachman said that the most difficult avoida in avoida Hashem is easier to do than the amount of work that a person puts in to try to make another deal in parnasa in in Parnassah, huh to explain yeah <laughs> so nachman says that it's the, the most difficult avoida gadolash bagadolish va avoida sasham is easier then any avoid that a person puts into Parnasa. Why? He says, Kalai Anurayan. Nachman says, let's just look for a second. Kama Ya Giyas Yi Gia Yaga Adam eze yarin, the yaimidish. How much time does a person put in to try to make it to the flea market or to make it to the market, right? That's what they used to go to. They used to go to the market. How much effort does a, put in, a person put in? How many hours does a person spend to be able to make it to the Yomid the Should take off Shabbos right away. right away. He's the guy who's diving at the 50 million or the 40 million. He's diving at the first million. He already has his bags by the thing because he has to run away and ready. He has to run out of his house and find a wagon to be able to take him right away the first thing possible. Shabbos. Then he, what does he do? Then he finally finds a wagon and now he's the guy, he's the wealthy guy or it's the guy potentially wealthy. He's schlepping all of his merchandise onto the wagon by himself. Why? Because he's in a rush. He's got to get to the fear as quickly as possible. He's schlepping everything on the wagon himself. Now what happens? He's traveling the whole night. He's on a red-eye flight. He's traveling the whole night on the wagon. He's not sleeping properly. You can have the nicest wagon at the end of the day. You can't sleep properly on a plane. You can't sleep properly on a wagon. And this here's a Yid who M- Maseh Shabbos right away left his family, made Abdullah earlier than he would have, ran out to try to find somebody, to find the wagon driver, slept all of his bags onto the wagon and now didn't sleep Mamesh the whole Maseh Shabbos because he's traveling. Maseh Shabbos called his body's broken. Why? Because he hasn't slept like a mensch. He's exhausted. He can fly business class and he's still exhausted. He's not a mench. He, he, the, the jet lag, he's not a mench. He has, to, he has to be sitting on a wagon, a wagon that's moving, he's not, he's not happy. And then he gets there and he has to schlep everything off and he has to find a hotel. The hotel room's not up to his liking and then he has to schlep everything, all his merchandise to the place and he realizes that the booth that he asked for by the fear is not exactly the way he wanted it to be and now he's sitting there and he's you know running around trying to make sure that he can set everything up properly. Then what happens? And he finally sets up his booth and then he has to stand the whole day on his feet, hoping to make a barnazah. What happens in the winter? It's freezing cold, it's freezing cold. And he slept there and his way from his family and he hasn't slept a whole night Shabbos. The whole Sunday is on his feet. Why is he doing all of this? All of it is maybe somebody's going to buy enough merchandise that will make it worth it the whole avoid that he just went through. He's not sure if he's going to make money or perhaps he's even going to lose the amount of money that the ticket that he spent on the wagon he won't even be able to recoup that, that amount of money that he spent. nimso. How much time and effort do we spend for the potential to be able to make a little bit of money? What's the greatest avodah in Yiddishkeit? Who tefillah? Right? In and people are Nachman says it's easier for a person to be able to sit and daven properly, like I mentioned, in the morning than it is to be able to run on a business trip for a potential to be able to maybe meet a client to maybe make a deal. But we spend that much more time and effort and money on something that's a suffolk in a revach of Parnasa when things that are avade revach, in terms of vaytosh Hashem, we're not willing to spend nearly as much time, effort and money on things that are avade revach. So again, we're not going to just try the contrast. Avadi is not saying that a person should just sit at his home, what's a Shabbos, and I go to the fear. But when you go to the fear, just recognize how much work we're putting in, recognize the risks, rec- recognize the loss and the gain. Recognize how much work we're putting in, how much effort we're putting in. What are, the, what are we losing by putting in that effort? And even if you're gonna continue doing exactly the same thing you did in Parnassah, at least let as much as possible, let the parallel itself in the Hashem. Let it say that, okay, that's what I'm doing for Parnasa. I have to do at least that much for Avodis Hashem. I have to be able to be my triach myself a little bit for Avodis Hashem. If I would drive a half hour to be able to go meet a potential client, to be able to potentially make a few more dollars so that when it comes to Hopping a minion, when it comes to getting a chavrusa, when it comes to something in a vaytus HaShem, I have to also be willing to drive a half hour because that's a vadeh, and potentially meeting a client is only a suffolk. And therefore, again, he's not saying don't do it, but he's just, he's giving us this contrast of how much work goes into the chacham, trying to make a little bit of money, and all of us do that. Anybody who makes pranasa has to put on a tremendous amount of work, just recognize how much work there really is and how all of that is only for a suffolk, in real estate, you could put in you could put in weeks and weeks and weeks into a deal, and if the deal falls falls through, you don't get a penny. Shachnas is the same. All these, all these industries, where you're trying to, you're trying to get a deal. You could put weeks and weeks in building up a relationship and getting the client, getting them both on the same page, and, and everybody sits down at the table, and then the whole thing falls through in one in one minute, right? And, and then everything's done. All the work that you put in is all gone. Now he's not saying don't put in the work, but just recognize how much work you're exerting for suffolk and at least do the same, at least try to parallel, parallel that in Avodis Hashem for something that's Avadi. And it could be spending time with your wife and kids, it could be spending time with learning and davening, but for the things that have intrinsic value, let's at least put as much effort into those things as we put into the things that are a maybe of something that doesn't have an intrinsic value. I think that's, that's what the Mepharsim say why he's being myrich on this amount of effort that the Chacham's putting into his work just to realize that, okay, it's hard, it's difficult. Making Parnas is difficult, but there are things that are so much easier that we can do in Avodis Hashem that the Revach, The gain that will be Will be that much greater And again just to To be able to contrast Those those two uh, Those two things Also it's interesting That when the Chacham Thought about What's the Tachas of life What he viewed As a Tachas of life Getting married And making parnasa. Now two things First of all On the one hand that's a good thing because, on the one hand, it's better than whatever he's chasing because he's not chasing a wife and Parnasa. He's chasing rich, he's chasing wealth. He's chasing COVID. He's chasing everybody respecting him. Whatever he's chasing is definitely worse than this than this tachlis. But he's also so on the one hand, it's it's a step above what he's chasing. It's the ability to be able to be settled, to be able to be married, to be able to have a wife and family to provide for. But at the same time, it's not the ultimate tachlis of the world. That's part of the tachlis, but it's not the tachlis. The real tachlis is Avodas Hashem. The real tachlis is to be kivusel akimli toif to get connected to Rabbanis so the tachlas is not just to be able to get married and make a vernasal. So because he thinks of the tachlas as being something which is limiting, something which is not the ultimate, something which is he sees as something which is not that great, so therefore he says, I don't need this whole thing. I'd rather travel. I'd rather run around. I'd rather see the world and be able to be lehizbiyah to be able to look around the world rather than to be able to settle down and to be in the place that he's in because he doesn't realize that there's a tachlis greater than just getting married and making a parnasa. There's a tachlis which is a tachlis, a tachlis that a person takes with them and the then he, doesn't, he sees a tachlis, a tachlis greater than whatever he's involved in and that already is a milah, the fact that he's able to see that maybe there's some value in something more than he's, more than he's chasing but at the same time he can't see the real value than that. It's also interesting that when he thinks about what the Tachlis of the world is, he thinks about the Tachlis as finding a wife, getting married, lisa Isha, Uli Isparnas. The words the means to make a parnasa. Making a parnasa means that I'm making food to be able to provide for my wife. So see he wants to get married and make a parnasa. Now he sees at this point the Parnassah, when he's thinking about what the Tachlis is, the parnasa is not an end unto it of itself. The Parnassah is a means to an end. He's gonna get married, Right. If you look at the order of what he does, he's going to get married, and then he needs the sparnas. Then he needs to be able to provide for his family. You get married, you have an achrayas, you sign a ksuba, and the ksuba says you can take care of your wife and children, so you have to take care of them, so you have to get a parnasa. So it, when he thinks about the tachlas and he thinks about this honestly, he's able to see that what's the point of a job? The point of a job is just there in order for me to be able to provide for my wife and my children, to be able to make sure that I have that which is necessary. When he runs away, whatever he's chasing, is not to, which is not the tachlas, is that the job itself is not just about a way to be able to make enough money to be able to provide for myself and my family. The job becomes a means in and of itself. The job becomes not a means to an end, to be able to get me to be able to have something which is a takhlas in and of itself. And we'll see once he starts looking for a job outside of Warsaw, he's looking for a job that's going to be something respectable, which means something that people are going to look at him and say, wow, that's a, that's a very respectable job. And every job he's going to get to is only based on how much society values that job. He's going to look for a job that makes him a lot of money a job that's gonna get him a tremendous amount of money, that's also important, and a job that has Chachma, and a job that takes, requires a lot of Chachma so that people are impressed by it, which means he's moving from the place of realizing that a job is only there as it means to an end. A job is not the way I define myself. I don't define myself by the job that I have. A job is a way that I can provide for my family. That's not who I am, that's not my identification, that's not the way, that's not the person that I am, that's Lisa Isha, I, have to, I marry a wife, and Luis Parnas, I have to get a parnasa. Once he runs away, and continues chasing whatever he's chasing, the job no longer becomes something which is which is secondary. The job, the job no longer becomes just a means to be able to provide for my family. The job becomes the way he identifies himself. And therefore, the jobs that he ends up chasing after he leaves his basic job, which is a job which is not the most respectable and not the most hush of a job at the beginning, and takes a little bit of time. What he chases is a job that the job itself becomes the way that he identifies himself. And you see this when you talk to people. There are people that the first thing they want to do is talk about the industry that they're in. They want to talk about the job that they're working on, they want to talk about the the you know. The deals that they made Because that's where They define themselves And other people Well th- the first thing They're talking about Are things that are value Things maybe They're talking about The learning They're talking about The family They're talking about The community They're talking about Their children They're talking about The, the successes that they've had In areas of In areas that really Make a difference They can talk about You know growth That they had in Growth that they had In personal relationships With people They're talking about Things that have Intrinsic value Because they don't View themselves As a They don't identify themselves as the industry, as the job, as the amount of money they have. The Chacham doesn't want to live like that. The Chacham, when he thinks about the Tachlas, he understands that that's the purpose, that the purpose of making money is just, it's to provide for my family. It's nothing more than that. The job that I have is is nothing more than just to be able to provide for my family. But the Chacham doesn't want that. The Chacham wants a job when he runs away from Warsaw. He wants a job that's impressive, a job that makes a lot of money, a job that people look at and say, wow, that's something that's Chashev, and a job that people see... As, as, as people see him as something more chashav because of the job that he's in and again this is the klala of the chachav. a job is just a means to an end it's just a way to be able to provide for my family if I could have a job that makes me money and is able to provide for my family in a respectable way in a way that I don't feel you know obviously that it's beneath my dignity I don't feel like in a way that I'm being you know schlepped around by, by uh, uh, you know a boss which maybe is just not, not being treated properly but if I have a job which is a good job and I'm making money and I have the parnasa, that's it the job is not the way I define myself somebody told me a, a mice this week that there was a bre- one of the breasts of our Mashpian was by the Kaisal. And he met there was a Hassan that was there. So the, he went over to the chassan and the chassan, or the chassan came over to him. Maybe he knew who he was. And the chassan asked him for a bracha. So he gave him a bracha. So then he told the chassan. knew can you give me a bracha? So the chassan said, I give you a bracha, you should become a millionaire. She So he said, Ugh. he said, take the bracha back. So he said, why? So he said, I don't mind having a million dollars. I don't want to be a millionaire. So there's a big difference between having a million dollars and being a millionaire. Being a millionaire means that I'm defined." By the fact that I have a million dollars. I'm a million what am I? I am a millionaire. I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want having a million dollars. That's a good thing to do. But I don't want to be a millionaire. I don't want to define myself as that's who I am. That's not the essence of a person. And it's like this with jobs, it's like this with money, it's like this with all these things. Things that don't have intrinsic value should not be the way that a person defines himself. That's what I do. That's the job that I'm involved in. That's not who I am. There's a famous video going around from Weinberger. I don't, know, I don't remember where it was. A few people sent it to me maybe maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, I don't remember what it was. Where he was talking talking to his father. His father was nifter a few years ago in Tubishvat. So he was talking to his father one time. His father worked in the dry clothing industry. His father owned a, a dry uh, dry cleaner store in Manhattan, I think. And he used to, you know, he, was, he had a cleaners and he would you know, people would come in, and people would clean their clothing. It wasn't considered the most hush of a job and it seemed, it seemed from the way we was saying it over that he was maybe maybe a little bit ashamed or embarrassed of the industry that his father was in. Maybe the other kids in the class who had their parents So more of industries, something fancier. And it seemed like he was a little bit ashamed of what his father was involved in. And he said, you know, also the kind of people that were coming into the dry cleaners were not the most respectable people. He had the drunk people coming up with the dirty, smelly clothing and people with their uniforms, and it wasn't very respectable. So he said that he asked his father one time, like, hey, you know, like Tata, like this is like, he said some sort of like offhand comment, like this is what you, this is like, this is what you do. His father said, it's not what I do. He said, who I am, I don't define myself by the job. That, that's the job that I do in order to be able to provide for my family. Who I am, I'm a father, I'm a yid, I'm, I'm a shama, I'm a husband, that's who I am. What I do, okay, that's the industry that I'm in, that's the place that I found myself after the mochama, that's what I'm able to make money. That's not that's not me, I don't define myself at all by the job that I'm in. I go there from nine to five and I close the shop and I leave the shop and I come back home and that's thats who I am, that's the real me. Yeah, so unfortunately, we have to go out and we have to make parnasah, we have to provide for our family. But the tachlis is, Agav, we need to be mispanis. Agav, we need to take care of our family. The Chacham doesn't live like that, and that's why he doesn't end up getting married for a long time, because he, he, he's not, he looks at the job as not just a way to provide for his family, because he could have provided his family if he would have stayed in the little village, just like the Tom. The Tom stays home in his little village, in the house that he got, he reached his father, and he's the happiest man alive. He gets married, he's happy, his wife's happy, his kids are happy, everybody's living the happy, joyous life. The Chacham is not looking for that. The Chacham is looking for something bigger than that. He wants to be the guy who, when he, when he gives his business card to somebody, is impressed, he says, wow, that, that, that's what you do, that's who you are, that's what kind of industry you're in, that's what the Chacham wants. So the Chacham doesn't view a job as just a means unto an end, he views it as an end, an, an end intuitive itself. And therefore, when he thinks about the Tachlas, for a second, he's able to he's able to recognize the Tachlas of a Parnassah is just Parnassah. It's just to be able to make money, to be able to provide for my family, nothing more than that. But he doesn't want that, he wants a shiris, he wants wealth, he wants something that's impressive, something that people will look at and be like, wow, that's the industry you're in. I remember I was talking to somebody, Recently, and I asked him what industry he's in. I think, if I remember, it's a few years ago. I think he told me that, that he, he's, the industry he's in is he sells bathtubs on Amazon. And I think that's what he does. He sells bath... I don't know if there's an industry. I don't know if he can buy bathtubs on Amazon. But apparently, this is what this guy does. He sells... Bat- so, like, again, you can look at it and say, like, that, like, that's what I'm involved in, selling bathtubs on Amazon. Like, there's nothing... It's not, it's not, hashef. it's not respectable. It's not one of the big five, you know, industries in, uh, in the firm world of the people that are all the way to the top. And he's never going to be honored by the mirror. He's never going to, you know, make it to the convention. He's never going to say Kaddish by the CMH. So uh, you sell bathtubs on Amazon. But again, if you define yourself as a bathtub salesman, then yeah, that's a very sad place to be that I'm a bathtub salesman. What, who are you? I'm a bathtub salesman. It's a very, it's a very sad place to be. But if you define yourself as a husband, as a father, as an Aiv Hashem, as a neshama, as a chelik Kaimi, ma'o mamash. So uh, what I do is, is agav. That's not that's not me. That's not the, that's not the person that I am. That's the thing that I do in order to be able to provide for myself, my family, in a respectable way. In order to be able to give them what they need, to be able to give myself what I need. But it's nothing more than that. And that's where the chacham goes wrong. He, he has a job. The job's going well. He has parnasa, but he doesn't want to settle because settling means that now I'm, I'm putting a cap on how wealthy I can be. I'm putting a cap on how how respectable I could be. And he wants more than that. He wants to rise all the way all the way to the top. And therefore. He's not happy with what he has. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But even that, it's hundred percent. And that, then that, then that itself becomes. It's not, now the job takes on a real meaning. And every every job at Etsom is like that. Every job can be also, yeah. the job itself has meaning. It's not just something that, okay, I'm forced to do it, and something that I'll look at as a bit of it. My job itself also has meaning because if I recognize that my job is also a means to an end, it's not just to be able to make money in order to be able to just have as much money as possible, but I can find the Rabanesha within the parnasah that I'm in. I can find the Rabanesha within the industry that I'm in, the within the work it's that, that the I'm guy, in. It's just the bonus it's even the guy who does that still a husband and a father and a provider. Right, exactly. But I don't want to look at all those hours that I spend at work as that's a bit of it. Okay, that's also, I'm an Hashem, and being an A'idr Hashem has, has a, a, a real meaning and a real purpose when I'm working. There's a way to be an avod Hashem when I'm working, but the goal of everything is to be an Hashem. That's the tachlis. He looks at the tachlis as getting married and making parnasa, which is better than whatever he's chasing, because he's just chasing ashiras, he's chasing covid, he's chasing people respecting him. But the real tachlis is avod Hashem, and marrying a wife is part of avod Hashem. Making parnasa is part of avod Hashem. All those things fit under the umbrella of of Hashem, but they're not they're not looked at something which is uh which is in it which is something by itself. Now. um, Okay, um, that's that's basically where where he finds himself. He finds himself, you know, ready to move on from the job. He has a good job. He's working his way up in the industry. He's ready to move on from the job because whatever job he has, he's always has a suffix. He has the doubt. Maybe the next job is gonna be is gonna be greater. Let's just see. Maybe one or two more lines, then we'll stop. He says um so he says I Now I want to be mishaited. Mishaited means I want to be I wanna be floating around the world, right? Again, he wants to be somebody who's not locked down anywhere. I wanna be What's it called? A nomadic, right? Nomadic. I want to be somebody who's floating, somebody who's moving, somebody's who's constantly move. Not because he enjoys to travel. If he'd enjoy to travel, again, that's a very healthy thing to do, right? Rahman says wealthy people enjoy being able to travel and see different places, and there's something very nice about that. Being able to see different cultures and different people and different parts of the place of earth. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not what he wants to do. He wants to be able to be lesbian, He just wants to be able to see. Maybe there's somebody who has it better than me. Maybe there's somebody who's happier, or I don't know, happier. Maybe there's somebody who's wealthier than me. Somebody who has more cover than me. Maybe there's an industry I can get in that's better. That's what. He, that's why he's traveling. He's not traveling for his. Own inner happiness. He's traveling for externals. He's traveling to try to find something outside of himself. He's traveling for external things as well as the internal things. Even the word I'm not use Like we said, means he's floating around. also comes from of stupidity, foolishness. That what he's doing is he wants to be a shaiter running around, and therefore halach he goes again to the shuk, the same place. He goes to the Shok. He sees that there's a wagon traveling with big people. He asks them, He asks them, where are you traveling to? And then they say, We're going to the place called, Agarna, a name of a town. Are you going to take me there? they said, yes, we're happy to take you. So he travels to this new city. Now, just if you take a look, at the first conversation that he ever had and you, para- and you contrast it with this conversation, you'll see already the tremendous huida that he had. If you go back to the beginning of the story, the first time that he ever had a conversation with people that when he wanted to hitch a ride with them, the first people that he ever met was the people that he met from Warsaw. When he was in his little village, he met a bunch of people from Warsaw. What was the first thing that he said to them? Where are you from? And they told him they're from Warsaw. He said, where are you traveling to? He said that they're traveling to Warsaw. We mentioned then that there was no real necessity to know where they're from. His main goal was to find out where they're traveling to because he wants to hitch a ride with them. He wants to know they're going to Warsaw. But the first thing that he does is he asks them where they're, where they're from and then he asks them where they're going to. And then the, and, and over here, an hour, once he's ready in Warsaw, when he's asking these people, he doesn't ask them, where are you from? What does he ask them? Where are you going to? So he skips out the first part of the question. The other big difference is that the first time that he wanted to hitch a ride, He said, I'm willing to get you a ride, but I'll work for you. I'll work, uh, I'm not gonna get a ride for free. Understand that in order to be able to get a ride from point A to point B, I have to do something for you and I'm willing to be the Mashares, I'm willing to be the person who's working for you on the wagon the whole time, so that way that's my payment for the ride. Now the second time around, he leaves out the first part of the question, and he wants to ride for free. He says, are you going to take me? Hey, and they said, yes, we'll take you. What's the difference? The difference is, is that the first time that he was asking, where are you from? Why do you ask somebody, where are you from? Because the, the reason why you ask somebody, where are you from, is you're trying to be friendly. You're trying to talk to them. You're trying to make conversation with them. So here he is, he's a small little, he's a small little guy, and he's a country man who's living in, the, living in a little village, and he sees these big people. So he wants to make conversation with them. Just to ask them where they're going, is, that's not a nice conversation. At first he gets involved in a conversation, where are you from, you know, who's your family, starts talking to them nicely and he's having a whole conversation. Then once he has a conversation with them, then he says, where are you traveling to and can I come along? But if the reason why he was actually doing that was because he was a friendly person, so then the second time around, he would do the same thing. Then in the second conversation he had with these people, once he's in Warsaw, he would also have the same conversation, we Would also ask them, where are you from, how's your day, where, you know, how has business been, where, what's your family like, where have you come from, you know, what, 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 Talk to them about mundane things before he gets to the tachlas of the conversation of where you're going to. But the reason why he asked them the first time when he was in Warsaw wasn't because he actually had Derek Heretz, wasn't because he was actually a nice person. The only reason why he had to do that is because he looked at himself as less than, because he was the country boy. He was the person who wasn't Khashiv. And they were the big, Warsaw, they're the big city people from Warsaw. And therefore, he had to be able to find chain in their eyes so he was sort of like, gave them like Shaykhad and he starts involving them in the conversation. But the only goal of his conversation was only self-serving. He's only, the only reason why he asked them, where are you from, is because he wanted them to like him so that they'll take him along on the trip and they'll take him and they'll take him along to the big city of Warsaw. Once he comes to the big city of Warsaw, he drops all the night, he drops, he drops being Mr. Nice Guy because now he doesn't need to impress anybody. Now he's already, you know, rose a little bit in terms of his stature, in terms of his money, in terms of his COVID. People in worse know him already. And now he says, I don't need to be Mr. Nice Guy. I don't need to be able to talk nice to people because the only reason why I was nice previously is only because I wasn't wealthy. Now that I'm wealthy, I don't need to be nice to anybody. And that, again, this is the Chacham. If, the, if you're nice to people when you don't have money, and you do it in a real genuine way, not because you're trying to rise in the corporate ladder, but you actually are a nice person. You actually care about people. And you actually, when you see them, you say good morning, not because you're hoping to make a deal with them, and not because you're hoping that they'll that they'll that they'll hire you in a job, but you're actually nice to people and actually saying good morning, then even when you become wealthy and you start to rise and you start to become more famous, you're still gonna say good morning to people and they still have the conversation to people. But if the only reason why you were saying good morning to people when you didn't have money, and the only reason why you were nice to people when you didn't have money is because you were hoping that maybe the wealthy people would like you enough to be able to to take you under their wing and to be able to bring you into their industry. Then, as soon as you start making some money, then right away, Mister Nice Guy falls away, and right away, the guy who has so much gaiva that you don't say good morning to anybody, even if somebody says good morning to you, maybe, maybe you'll answer him. And that's what the that's what happens to the chacham, because the first time around, in the first conversation, he's having a nice conversation. Where are you from? He's asking questions which are not only the things that are relevant to him. He's talking to them about their life. But as soon as he becomes wealthy, as soon as he comes to Warsaw, as soon as his ego starts to rise, he doesn't really care about anybody else. Where are you from? It doesn't matter to me. What do I? Care Where are you from? Is it gonna help me? Is it it gonna make my career any greater? No, so that it doesn't make any difference to me. The only reason why I asked you last time is because that was my way of being able to work my way in, right? You find sometimes people in in the industry of marketing, so half the conversations, you're not sure if the conversation they're having with you is a marketing technique that they learned in in some sort of class, and the way that they're talking to is only a marketing technique, and they're actually nice. It's very, very hard to know. The Chacham's like that. The first time he has a conversation, he's very nice. Where are you from? He's asking nice questions. How are you doing? Where where, where are you coming from? How's business so far? He's asking nice questions, but it's not real. And the biggest proof is that it's not real, is that once he comes to Warsaw, once he starts to become wealthy, and his ego starts to get the better of him, all those questions fall to the wayside. Now he only has one question, where are you going? because that, that's what's negative me. I don't care about your life. I don't care about where you, come, where you came from. I don't care about your story. I don't care about what you've been through in life. All I want to know is what's negative me. Where are you traveling to? And again, this is the way you're able to see what, the, what was really behind the Chacham. Even when he was in the village, anything that he said that was nice was only for his own sake. and was only trying to further his own career as opposed to actually being nice. That's why you see the difference. The first time he says, where are you from? The second time, he doesn't care where they're from. He doesn't have any questions about their past. He doesn't, have, doesn't care about anything. He just wants to know, where are you traveling to? How can I further my career? He's only worried about himself. The second difference is, the first time, he offered to work for them. The first time he said, I'll help you on the way because I realized that I can't get a ride for free. The second time already, he says, I don't want to work anymore because he's already, again, the ego got the better of him and now he says, you probably want me on, you. Probably want me in your car. Like I'm doing you a favor by coming in your wagon from Warsaw to the next city. Like, I don't need to work for you. I'm already, he already, already, already has so much covet. His ego has got them so much that his ability to be able to say, I'm gonna work for something, he already lost that ability. And all he wants is everything for free. He wants to be able to live the easy life. He wants to be on the high road. He wants to take everything for free. He doesn't have the ability to be able to pay for something anymore by doing hard work because he's somebody who just wants to rise all the way to the top without the ability to work hard to rise to the top. And therefore the first time he says I'll work because I realize that I can't get things for free, that life comes with hard work. Now already he's done with that hard work, he's done with that model, that was only because he thought that, that now he, he's done with all that. He doesn't want to work hard. He's done with working hard. Everything he's gonna to want to be involved in is the available that's the easiest and makes me the most money possible. So he wants a ride for free. Chutzpah, who's gonna give you a ride for free? Why should they give you a hitch from one city to the other city? These are people that are that are these are people that are merchants, people that can put maybe merchandise in that place. I want to ride for free. Give me a ride for free, give me a hitch. He has the ego, about he has the ego inside of him that causes him to have the chutzpah, be able to ask people for a ride for free without the ability to do anything. They end up taking him because again, he has covet. They end up taking him but it all comes from the ego it all comes from the inability to be able to recognize that I can't just take things I need to be able to think about other people how can I not just service myself how can I help other people so if they're going to give me a ride let me figure out how I can do something for them as well is it necessary no they'll take me for free but if I'm if I'm only thinking about myself then the question is not where you're from the question is not how is your day the question is how can you help me and if I'm only thinking about myself the question is not what can I do in exchange for you bringing me from point A to point me the question is are you going to give me the nicest seat on, on the wagon or am I going to have to sit in the back we're exactly in the wagon I'm gonna sit it's all about me. And the chacham lives a life where it's all about himself and therefore he doesn't offer to help. He doesn't he doesn't offer to, to have nice conversations with them. The whole conversation is about himself, where he can go, how he can be the greatest, wealthiest, person with the most covet, and a totally self-centered. Again, we'll continue next week in Mr. Shem, what happens when he travels, because obviously this is not the end of the story. We're just just beginning the story, but this is uh, this is the beginning of his travels away from the city of Warsaw.